Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Um, this is program number 723. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, only tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. In any case, they're both free, including the postage and the handling. You don't have to worry about anyone calling you or uh, bugging you about finances or anything else. We send only to those that want, and we never charge, so you don't have to worry about that. I have uh, a very strong message today from the Lord, from the Bible, and I have music and letters. But right now, let's pray that God will anoint this program number 723. Father, anoint this program number 723. Uh, anoint it that souls will be saved. Um, and your work will increase throughout the entire world. Lord, I ask it in that souls be saved, that Satan uh, is rebuked. And, Lord, that uh, the church be strengthened in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. amen. Now, the world is actually um, miry clay. It's like dark. It's full of darkness. And the only uh, light that there is in the world is through the dictatorship of God. Now, God is a dictator. Uh, he tells you what uh, the only way that you get into heaven. There's just one way, and that's it. And Satan does everything in his power to try to be a dictator. And you're living under uh, a... Um, if you're not in the spiritual realm, you're living under the dictatorship of Satan. And Satan is really not a good dictator. He tells you everything uh, that uh, he says... Um, the opposite of what the Lord, the good dictator says. You're either going to be a under the dictatorship of God or the dictatorship of Satan. And um, if you choose to be under the dictatorship of Satan, uh, you're going to be lost forever because you're denying the only light that can shine into this world uh, and pull you out of the miry clay. And this is myself with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet uh, singing, uh, He Brought Me Out of the Miry Clay. Go ahead. My heart was distressed with Jehovah's dread fight And low in the pit where my sins dragged me down Cried to the Lord from the deep miry clay Who tenderly brought me out to go He brought me out of the miry clay He set my feet on a rock to stay He put a song in my soul today A song, a song of praise, hallelujah I sing of his wonderful mercy to me I praise him till all men his goodness shall see I'll sing of salvation and home burned up wrong. Tell all men shall hear the truth and trust in God. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stand. He put a song in my soul today. A song, a song of praise, hallelujah. I brought me out of the miry clay. He 
I can't remember whether that was uh, J.D. Seminar and the Stamps or if it was uh, the Jordanaires. Either one. They're both a very good uh, singing group. All right. This, um, we're going into Second John now. Uh, now, John, again, he is the one that wrote uh, the first um, gospel of, the, of uh, John, the gospel of John, first, second, and third John. And also he wrote the book of Revelation under the Holy Spirit. Now, Second John shows love is the identifying mark of believers. In other words, love is the keeping of God's commandments. So that you know when people are paying attention to the dictatorship of God. And a lot of people don't like to think of it as a dictatorship, but he dictates what you must do and uh, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, Satan dictates to you what you can do if you want to live in the flesh. And if you want to live in the flesh, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You have to enter into the spiritual realm. You have to become born again. So, uh, uh, Second John shows love, which is, uh, we just read in First John, is the keeping of God's commandments. Second John shows... Uh, that love is the identifying, keeping of God's commandments is the identifying mark of believers. When you see people following the dictatorship of the Lord, and a lot of people say, well, God is not a dictator. <laughs> He's the, he dictates the entire universe. He tells the sun when to come up, and we can be sure that it will come up. We can identify by his order, when the sun and the moon will come out every day, we can predict it a year or more in advance. And that's verse 1 through 6. Deceitful teachers um, deny Jesus was a human being and should not be part of the church's fellowship. So if anyone in the, in the fellowship in the church uh, begins saying that Jesus really didn't come in the flesh like uh, the, uh, what's his name in? Uh, Hagee. Yeah, uh, Hagee states that no, he, had, he didn't have human blood. Uh, he had a special blood. Well, that's uh, denying uh, Jesus was a human. And are not, he's not to be part of the church's fellowship, let alone being a pastor. And then he apologizes to the devil, the Antichrist. Now, Second John also calls you uh, and everyone to practice love or the keeping of God's commandments as God commands and to reject false teachings. You have to reject false teachings. This is the dictatorship of God. And God has called me to be uh, the ruler on this earth. He's called you to be a ruler too, but you can't rule for God unless you obey his commandments, unless you have love in you. 
Love is the keeping of God's commandments. So chapter 1 here in Second John, it says this elder unto the elect lady and her uh, children, whom I love. This is um, uh, the Apostle John. I love in the truth. Well, what do you mean in the truth? That means in Christ, the dictator. Now, he's not going to uh, do what the Vatican does. That dictatorship, that false dictatorship will kill you, will murder you if you don't um, abide in their fallacy. And they'll call you a cult. If you believe the truth that Jesus, that the God Almighty is the dictator of the entire universe, and that he takes people out when he will, and Satan sometimes will talk them into committing suicide. Hence, they're following the uh, dictatorship, the false dictatorship of Satan. Satan is uh, always imitates what God is, but he does it backwards, exactly backwards. And um, not I only, but also all they that have known the truth, which is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, the eternal life. There's no possible way to achieve eternal life uh, the, or to know the way into the kingdom of heaven or the truth or to have eternal life except uh, by the truth, and the truth is Jesus. I am the way the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I am the dictator of this entire universe. You want to know who made the Son? I did, Jesus said. I'm the Word. You want to know who made the moon, the stars, the galaxies, the earth, the heavens, and the fullness thereof? It's me. That's what the Bible says. And so therefore, I also... Uh, dictate uh, the entire universe, and the dictate uh, the uh, universe obeys what I say. The only ones in this entire universe that do not obey what I say are people, human beings that are not uh, given to uh, live under my dictatorship, and they are the ones that are chaff. They are the ones that are going to hell. And so there's nothing that Christ can do for them any longer when they've chosen to follow the false dictatorship of this world. Uh, verse 2, for the truth's sake, for Christ's sake, which dwelleth in us. Christ dwells in us, so therefore the truth, the way, the truth, and the life dwells in us, those of us that are born again of the Spirit. Those of us that have chosen to follow the uh, the absolute dictatorship of the Lord, there is no other dictator of any value, because the dictator of this world is going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. Read the Bible, and you'll see. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. B 
because if we stick with the Lord here on this side of eternity, uh, the uh, truth will dwell in us forever and ever and ever. Now, verse 3, power, grace be with you, mercy and peace. Well, mercy, how could mercy be with you? Because the, the, the dictator, the holy dictator of heaven and earth, uh, says that if we sow mercy, in other words, if we go uh, and uh, convince people to follow the Lord, it's a dictatorship, well then, uh, mercy, uh, we will reap mercy on Judgment Day. We will spend eternity in heaven. So, um, and peace, that means peace from God. What you want to do is get saved so that you can have peace on this earth. How can we have peace with all the uh, turmoil and all the um, different evil things that are going on on earth? Because when you have peace with God, it doesn't matter if you have peace with anybody else. And we have peace uh, from God if we do what his son uh, says for us, uh, dictates for us to do. And his son is the word of God. Uh, the Bible states that everything that is created was created by Jesus. And it states also that Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word uh, became flesh and dwelt among us. It was Emmanuel, God, with us, who was also a human being. But Reverend Hagee, he's not so reverend, he states that uh, Jesus had a different blood than we do. Well, that takes the actual power away from the gospel because the Lord encourages, by, uh, encourages us by saying that he was a man. He came to the earth as a man. Well, why should that encourage us? Because he never committed a sin. And that goes to show that, um, you know, Satan looks down and he sees that he tripped up the first two humans because through a lie. And so he says, I am now the ruler of the world. And it's a false rulership because it was gotten by fallacy, by a lie. The lie was that thou, that God never said, uh, you know, that if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that you're going to die and go to hell. Well, Eve believed that lie. And the Lord said, yeah, if the day that you touch or eat from that tree, you're going to die. Well, humans would never have had to die, but you can see that we do die. This uh, George Carlin and all these other people around us that are dying like flies uh, should show a person that has any common sense that they're we humans die. Even Jesus died for us on the cross at Calvary. He was God-man. He was man, and he was also God. Now, the Lord said that he shed his human blood. 
And that should encourage us because we know that if uh, Christ was a human and he was able to not commit any sins, he had the power to not commit sin in him, then if we accept Father, the He and Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit into our human body, that we will also have the same power he had and therefore we will not sin. Now there's a lot of people going to heaven that have already gone to heaven and so that should prove to people that um, uh, that uh, this is true. Well, they, some of these um, people say, well, how do you know? Nobody's ever been there and come back and told the story. Yes, they have. I uh, never had uh, this out-of-body experience, um, except several times when Satan was uh, trying to lull me into false uh, security. I felt my... I was uh, sleeping, and I felt my spirit leaving my body. Then all of a sudden, I'd feel a stranglehold on me when I was really relaxed, because it feels good when you're going to heaven. But I saw uh, heaven. I saw Susie there, and I saw myself there. And therefore, I know what it's like uh, in the kingdom of heaven, and I know that it's really there. I saw myself there as well. And I've seen Jesus in heaven uh, where he was sitting on a throne. It was a beautiful uh, purple or uh, it was purple colored uh, throne. It looked like velour with gold uh, frame on it. And he, I thought he was taking me and I was so happy. And I've been bummed out ever since really with the exception of knowing that God wants me here and he wants me to instruct people. But at any rate, uh, Susie and I looked absolutely perfect. We looked extremely young. We looked like we were still um, 17 years old. Uh, the More uh, beautiful than she ever looked, in, and she was very beautiful. Susie was in the movies, in the day when movie stars were glamorous, uh, not as they are today. There was a period of time when the movie stars all looked ugly and had straight hair and nothing glamorous about them whatsoever because Satan's dictatorship wants everybody to know, hey, you know, we're all human and, uh, you know, we cannot be perfect, you know, so just let everything hang out, you know. Well, yes, we are human, and so was Jesus, and Jesus kept all the commandments, and we are able to do the same thing. The Lord God, the dictator of the entire universe, tells us that if we allow him to enter into us, the fullness of the Godhead bodily, which is Jesus, who is also the Father and the Holy Spirit, if we allow him in, that we as human beings are perfect if we walk after the Spirit, in other words, the Word of God, that we have eternal life, because we have, uh, by faith, eaten his flesh, which is his body. In other words, we've consumed Christ's Word, and we have consumed his blood, which is drink indeed. We've, um, the life is in the blood. Uh, the life must be in the body of Christ. We must follow 
Christ is one body. We can't have its empowered. The dictator of the universe says, we're not the body of Christ if we're fighting. If we're, uh, you know, my body members don't fight each other. My one arm doesn't start beating on my uh, face or any part of my body because my body wants to be friendly with every body part. And this is how the Lord, the dictator of the universe and the whole world, tells us that we must be, we must love, uh, or in other words, keep the commandments before each other so that we can understand. This is hard for carnal people uh, who love to live under the dictatorship of Satan saying, come on, get out there, sin, man, you're only going to live once. But that ain't living, folks, when you're out in the world sinning. That isn't uh, living. As a matter of fact, the Lord, the word of God said that this is you're still dead. And if you hate your brother or your sister, you're dead. In other words, these are body parts of the Lord. And how can you uh, hate the brethren or the brothers and the sister? How can you hate them and be of the Lord? You can see your, how can you love the Lord? Because the Lord says that love is the keeping of his commandments, and he commands you to love one another, to keep the commandments before each other. And so people don't meditate in the word strong enough and long enough to uh, be members of his body. You may go to the same church, but you separate yourselves. You have cliques in the church. You are undermining the church. You tell, I, you know, take for one instance, the Lord tells me as a minister of the gospel that I am the ruler of this present world because Satan does not rule the world. He lied, and if they, you can become ruler of the world by lying, then let us all be liars. But that is a very wrong thing to think. You can't lie and become the ruler of God's work. We must dictate to presidents, kings, every living creature, if we're in the spirit and we're doing it correctly, that God is dictator. God is king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the almighty God that created everything, and he is the one that keeps the entire universe in order by his dictatorship. And no person on this earth is able to do that except people that are of him. Now, the Lord has given me a gift. I can pray to the Lord and make it rain. Uh, I get uh, calls from some of the people that are in our church that are going to go to swap meets or some other places where they need to have clear weather and there'll be a forecast that the weather is going to be horrible in the place that they have to go to do business. And so I pray to the Lord, Lord, make the uh, weather go around them. And just a couple of days ago in the New York uh, state, it was pouring down rain from the uh, upper New York and clear down into Manhattan and New Jersey, all around there. And so I prayed, and they said they had a beautiful day on Saturday, and when Sunday come, it was beautiful, and they saw this big black cloud coming. 
and the cloud immediately stopped and went totally around them and it was perfect weather that day as well and a lot of times you know i'd be in a vehicle and i you know i love rain i love when it rains and when it uh, doesn't rain i don't like it i was in uh prison and jailed up uh, on false charges for the gospel's sake and uh, the people um in prison the um inmates and also the correctional officers in there says if you're of the Lord there was a drought and it was horrible the the he says if you're of the Lord pray and ask God to make it rain so I did and within two minutes it was pouring down rain in the middle of a drought and it was pouring down so hard that there was just like puddles of water all over the uh, the compound and it's just amazing that people know that there's this power that can do these things and they don't pray. And uh, so uh, there was also this uh, uh, drought again when I got out and uh, the man at the halfway house asked me, if you're of the Lord, call on God to make it rain. And I did, and it immediately started rain pouring down. They needed rain. People were selling their cattle because they were dying off on them, selling it for rock-bottom prices. So these are some of the things that you can have. This is power or grace, verse 3. Be with you. Power of God be with you because you're keeping the commandments. And if you keep the commandments, you can ask whatsoever you will, and God will give it to you. Uh, therefore, you'll have, uh, because you've sown mercy, God has mercy on you and allows people to see that God dwells in you, that you're the actual incarnation of Christ. We do the same things that he did. And peace from God the Father. Well, peace is, uh, if we're doing what God says, he, there's no wrath of God on us. There's no curse of God on us. So we have peace here on earth from God the Father and from the Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, we have a fellow brother that's sitting on the throne in the kingdom of heaven. Actually, God is now a human. He is uh, Christ who was a human being, and he's sitting on the throne. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Bible clearly tells us that. From the beginning of uh, Genesis and all throughout the Bible, that Jesus is the Father, he also is the Holy Spirit. He became the life-giving Spirit, or the quickening Spirit, the life-giving Spirit. He quickens us from death when we're lost into life. So he's the Son of God, the Father, that's uh, from God, so mercy, uh, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father. Are you going to get peace from the government? No. They're going to give you everything but peace. And even if the government gave you peace, if God says, uh, because of the fact that you're following Satan, I'm going to give you a dreaded disease. And so there's no peace on people that don't serve the Lord. 
So he, uh, if he said from the uh, from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ the Son of um, of the Father in truth and love. That means in the truth, which is the Word of God, and love, which is the keeping of God's commandments. A God, the dictator. And Satan is attempting to copy him, but I know that he's a liar and he can't tell the truth. Verse 4, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in Jesus, the truth, in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. Verse 5, and now... I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another, that we keep the commandments of God, the dictator, before one another, because we're tampering with way more uh, wickedness than kegs of dynamite and blasting caps because God is a terrorist. Knowing the terror of God, we keep his commandments. We preach, and if we preach and don't do what we're preaching, well, then we are hypocrites. And uh, the Lord hates a hypocrite. So we know this, that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. We love all the body parts of Christ. Well, some body parts, they look ugly and we they look disgusting to us. And yet if they're of the Lord, you don't hate them because of the way they look, because if that were true... There's a lot of ugly people in the world, and they wouldn't have a chance to be saved if they uh, were ugly. And I know a lot of ugly people. I look in the mirror every day, and I say, God saved me, so I guess he can save anybody else. Amen? Now, don't be so quick to say amen on that one, okay? No, I, uh, you know, people are, um, can be ugly and still be saved. Or they can be not so uh, ugly and they can be saved. A lot of times the most beautiful looking people are the worst. Because they're so vain that they just use makeup all the time. And it's not wrong to use makeup. I thank and praise the Lord that some people do use makeup. But um saying that in jest. Verse 6. And this is love that we walk uh, after his commandments. So that's what real love is. It's not, you know, going to bed with somebody or making eyes with somebody or smiling behind my back or looking at somebody, you know, and, and doing eyes with them and so on. No, that's not keeping God's commandments. You're under the spell of Satan when you do things like that. And this is love. Now, the dictator tells you what love is. He is the dictator. And this is what love is. Not you filthy dreamers. 
That's the opposite of love. You try to entice people into committing adultery in their heart or fornication. And you're leading them to hell with your flirtatious ways. And this is love that we walk after the dictator's commandments, the true dictator's commandments. This is the commandment. This is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. Boy, you walk in love. In other words, you walk in keeping God's commands. Verse 7, for many, 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 many deceivers are uh, entered into the world. They're in this world. Evil spirits have gotten a hold on, and they're deceivers. They're liars, in other words, who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. One of them is Reverend Hagee. I mean, he just says it so bold and he doesn't care. Jesus came into the world as a, in the flesh, as a baby. For man, a, a, a deceiver, now like they say, Jesus is not, uh, is, God is not uh, in the flesh. How could God be a baby? I've heard a lot of people say that. Well, uh, he was, and that's the way he liked it. You're an antichrist if you say he didn't come in the flesh. Uh, if you're a deceiver and an antichrist if you say he didn't come in the flesh. Let's read that again, verse 7. For many deceivers are uh, entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ, uh, who is God, is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Because they're trying to make it look as though we're not perfect. We're in the flesh. And if you're in the flesh, of course you're going to be a sinner. No, Jesus Christ came into the world in the flesh and he never sinned. Never, 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 never. And when he's in us with the Father by the Spirit, he's all three, he, we have the power to not sin too. So you're such a deceiver, Charles Stanley, and all you people that say once saved, always saved. You're liars. You're deceivers. Uh, you're not of the Lord. You're of the devil. You're under the devil's dictatorship, and you're leading people astray. And do you think you're going to get away with it? No, you won't. Verse 8. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, that we have brought, but that we, uh, that, uh, we receive a full reward. But that we all receive a full reward. Because it has to be a full reward because God doesn't hand out semi-rewards. He does it. You don't go to a semi-heaven. You're either in heaven or you're in hell. There's no in-between. Verse 9, Whosoever transgresses 
and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, has not God. You don't have the true dictator because you won't let him dictate to you. He let you go for a long time. But uh, listen, you folks, God Almighty is going to cut you down because he's a, he's a terrorist. He's the number one terrorist in the universe. He says he, he's the dictator and a terrorist. And what can you do about it? You're going to put up your dukes and try to fight him. It won't work. You can't go to Front Street with God. You hear people, I hear them saying, oh, yeah, I said, God, I don't want to be with you and all this sort of stuff, and that he oh, blesses them and talks nice to them. Uh, no. Whosoever transgresses or sins and abides not in the doctrine of Christ the dictator, if you don't live in his dictatorship, in his doctrine, you don't have God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, the dictator, he has both the Father and the Son. Verse 10, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine Receive him not. Don't have mercy on him. Don't even say God speed to this character. There's some people, well, we all have to uh, believe the uh, one world uh, cult uh, doctrine. If you do that, you can't do that because there are world dictator, our universe's dictator says, no, no, no. If there come any person, doesn't matter if it's a president, a king, or anyone, some homeless person, any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house. Well, I want to come in. Aren't you going to be a friend of mine? Don't let him in the house. Neither bid him Godspeed. No blessing on his life. Now, this is what God wants you to do. Well, we can't say, well, we're people, please. You say, now, come on, God, you know, aren't we supposed to be nice to one another? No, no, we're not. Not if they're not bringing that doctrine. Verse 11, for he that biddeth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. So there's some people that have lied in the church about the... Uh, the dictator, God has made me, a, you know, a, a dictator. Uh, I'm a ruler in this world. And um, like, for instance, uh, people say, well, it's my child. And, you know, I mean, sure, she lied about you and she brings lies in the church. And she talked her husband into committing a sin. And after all... Isn't it okay uh, that he doesn't follow the dictatorship of the one that God has set over this world? No, it's not all right. And that's why your mind is all messed up. You're full of confusion. Because you love your sister that turned people in of the Lord. And you're friendly and you won't be a witness to her because you are partaker of her evil deeds. 
I'm not going to wish uh, uh, if it's my son or my brother or my mother. And my my mother is deceased now, or my dad, or he's deceased as well. But I would receive her because she said the Bible said, and she was uh, an alcoholic, that you're supposed to support your mother. And I said, no, it doesn't say that, Mom. I said, the Bible says that um, uh, I'm supposed to support the work of God, that the money that God has given me is for the ministry, not for your drunken, booze-hound ways. And I says, you know, that's the way it is. And she paused and drew in a breath, and she said, I wish your father would have been like you. He gave away everything that we had. And I said, well, Mom, uh, you know, I've received the dictatorship of God. And because of the strong stand I made for her like that, it just tore me up to have to say that to her because I always supported her. But when you become a Christian, you begin obeying God. You don't continue being your sister's sister. Who is my brother? Who is my uh, sister? Who is my mother, my father, my son, my brother? Those that follow the Lord. Is that a person that follows the Lord that turns you in uh, on something that you didn't do wrong and the FBI and this Antichrist false dictatorship is saying that I'm evil? And then she turns me in because of what Satan says. And uh, if your daughter is telling you that, uh, oh, mom, you know, the kids are so cute. Can't we just come and talk? And your sister's telling you, it's time to call your little daughter, the one that lied like a dog in the church and started breaking people up and sending people's souls to hell. Is that your daughter? Bible says, no, you're not even to let him in the house. And so I don't let people in the house like that. I don't let him in the church. For he that biddeth him God speed is also as evil as she is or he is or whoever is. Verse 11, for he, he that biddeth him God speed is partaker of his evil deeds. Well, having many things to write unto you, I would not write uh, with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that your our joy may be full, not just yours, but mine also. So this Godspeed, you know, you say, well, I hang with the guy, but I don't agree with him. If you're hanging with him, you're disagreeing with God. And if you're disagreeing with God, you're double-minded because you're putting on an act either to the satanic people that you want to partake in their same sins, uh, and you're disobedient to God. God says, don't hang with them. Right? Doesn't it say that here? All right, then, no wonder you're so confused. You're double-minded. You're like in a whirlwind. You don't know what to say. You have to let your uh, the word of God be yes and Satan to be no. 
Otherwise, you're always going to be confused. But it's my daughter. She came out of my body. Well, who are you? You're a piece of dirt that God blew his breath in. And he prefers, if you want your daughter and your sister and your mother to be saved, you must do exactly what the Lord says so that they'll have respect for you. Nobody has respect for a double-minded person. A double-minded person is what? I beg your pardon? Unstable in all their ways. Yeah, unstable in all their ways. Everything they do is unstable. So, um, Apostle John says, having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink. I want you to know that this is not a forgery. I'm not forging these words to you, but I trust to come unto you and say these things unto you face to face, faccia to faccia in Italian, that our, our joy may be full. Don't you dare let that person in the house. Don't fellowship with him. Don't let him in the house. Oh, but it just tears my heart out. To hell with your heart. Your heart is no good. Chop it up for kidlin wood. Amen. Okay, verse 13. The children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. Okay, now we don't have much time left, but I'm going to go into the third uh, letter or the third epistle of John. And how should I treat other believers? Hmm, this is a question. What does a little gossip hurt? What does a little gossip hurt? Oh, come on, you can talk behind each other's back, can't you? Can't you talk behind your husband's back? And when your sister or your daughter says, but they're so strict, I know, honey, I know. They're wrong. They're wrong. And you're right, you evil, stinking creature, you. You're a partaker of their sins. Who should be my examples? Should it be sinners? Hmm. John's final letter, or this epistle, is a personal note to a pastor about another pastor who refused to accept um, other pastors but preferred to gossip about them. John commended those who gave hospitality to pastors they did not even know and condemned the gossiping pastor who wanted the headlines for himself. Third John shows believers should show hospitality and support for visiting Christians, but should not 
uh, imitate or have anything to do with self-centered leaders who gossip about others but will not help them. Well, it, it's uh, not self-centered to uh, tell you, uh, tell everybody what the Lord says. <clears throat> that isn't self-centered. It's about promo, promotion. Giving your testimony is not self-centered. It's telling people what you did before and how God has changed you completely. Third John calls you to warn Christian fellow, uh, Christian fellowship with other believers and warns you about selfishness, seeking personal glory and gossiping about others. No, telling people that I have a Beatles album and all that is not a glorifying me. To me, it isn't. Uh, maybe it is you if you are like a a fan of the Beatles, which I'm not, or any other person. I'm not a person of this world at all. I mean, I've rejected the world. And uh, what uh, you know, I used to think was glorifying, I absolutely renounce now. I'm not into that, Beelzebub. I'm not into that like you are. Uh, chapter 1, the elder unto the well-beloved uh, Gaius, whom I love in the truth in Christ. Um, verse 2, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So the Lord wants to prosper us as our soul prospers, as we become prosperous in um, preaching the gospel. And I'm going to have to take the rest of this up on the morrow. <laughs> By tomorrow, because uh, we've run out of time here, and we've got some letters to read. And so let's uh, hear where the first letter is from, please. From Andhra Pradesh, India. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Dear beloved brother Tony Alamo, we are all safe here by the grace of God, and we hope that you are all safe there. We are sending our heartfelt greetings to you all. We received your international newsletters and literature. Thank you very much for your kind cooperation. Your tracks are very useful to our area work. I distributed them in our area, and many people were interested to read your literature. We spend most of our time in the Lord's service, and we are conducting day and night gospel meetings and preaching the Word of God. We are visiting door-to-door -door and distributing your literature. Your articles are very interesting and are very well understood. You, are, you clearly mention the Bible quotations in them. Please send some more articles for our area work and encourage us with your cooperation. Myself, my family members, the children, widows, and believers are all sending our heartiest greetings to you all. Please pray for us. We are always praying for your family members. Waiting for your valuable reply in Christian love. El Yesaratnam from Andhra Pradesh, India. All right. We have another letter. Yes. Where's this one from? From Tarqua, Ghana, Africa. Okay. Let's hear it. Dear Pastor, beloved in Christ, thank you for the good you have been doing. As of now, your newsletter has made me know God. I was just recently saved after reading your newsletter, 
which I got from a friend in the school. You have inspired me by the way you teach God's word. The main reason why I'm writing is to request a Bible, the Messiah book, CDs, dry bones, literature, and a t-shirt as well. This will help me reach for many souls in my locality and the nearby towns. I pray that your ministry go on and on. Sincerely yours in the precious name of God, Abdul Rashid Mahama of Catholic Primary School in Tarqua, Ghana, Africa. Well, praise the Lord. You know, many Catholics, I just praise and thank the Lord. When they hear the word of God, they get saved Catholics too, and Muslims and uh, uh, all different people of other faiths. They say, God, we never heard this before <clears throat> in our religion. And here's the, this is the way out. This is the way of the truth and the life. All right, well, this, you can have that too. It doesn't matter if you're a Catholic, a Muslim, or a Buddhist, or anything. If you come to the Lord, he'll save your soul. And you just uh, come out of there and become part of the true church of God, which is uh, not at all a, a religion. It's uh, a way of life, of eternal life. There's no eternal life in religion, none. So come out of here, my people, and be separate. Um, I just, uh, let's, uh, say this prayer now. And this is the beginning of salvation. When you say this prayer, the entire Godhead will move into your body in by the spirit. And you're going to be more joyful than you've ever been in your life. Cause you're not even alive yet. Say this prayer, say my Lord and my God have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. He's your son, Father God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood so that we could have forgiveness of sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus up from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you, Lord Jesus, I invite you, Holy Father, and I invite you, Holy Spirit, into my heart. I wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will, Father God, Holy Spirit, you will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 723. It's free of charge, including postage and handling. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Now that you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you'll never be lonely again because he's, he'll be with you if, you're continu- if you continuously stay in him and keep his commandments. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another powerful, uh, simple, but truthful 
uh, instruction on how to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And this is myself with one of the singing groups. I believe it's either the Stamps or the Jordanaires. I'll never be lonely again. Never again. Lonely days and lonely nights Filled with despair Cause me to long for someone to care Then I heard Christ say to me This promise I made I am with you now and forever Be not afraid I'll never be lonely again Never again I have opened my heart's door to Him So I'll brush away the tears And forget my foolish fears I'll never be lonely again Never again If you're longing for a friend Loving and true to the Savior He longs for you He can do the same for you As He did for me He'll never leave you Never forsake you Trust Him and see I'll never be lonely again Never again Forget my foolish fears I'll never be lonely again Never again I'll never be lonely again Never again 